outside, so we're recording things. Hey, Abe, what's going on, man? Not a lot. What's new? How's Indianapolis life? Yeah, cold and crappy and, you know, winter stuff. Yeah. Generally Midwesty, it sounds like. Yeah, right. What's it like uh, working out in the cold all day? Um, have you have you ever uh, had to do something for like twenty years that you just like totally freaking hate uh, every winter? Oh yeah, because it's like that every day. <laughs> <laughs> Literally every day is the worst day of your life. Uh, no, not the worst, but like every day, like I. I wake up and I'm like, ah, coffee. I, and I get to like hang out with the girls and then I, they go to work. Or Sarah takes Emma to school and that's where Sarah works. So like they leave and then I'm like, shit. <laughs> guess I, I got to go do that again. <laughs> but, you know, um, I someday uh, when we make it big time, maybe we can just like do race car stuff all the time. And that's our job. I'm not I'm not betting for, betting on it, but uh, um, I actually don't mind like most of my jobs. Like most of my days are pretty good days. Like I I enjoy like creating and like, but like when it's cold, when it's like 20 degrees, it totally sucks. I'm like okay if it's like above 32. Like if it's freezing or higher, like my fingers work. But like below then, like below below 30, like my fingers just don't work anymore. So I'm constantly warming them up, and I'm, and then you got to warm up the caulk in order to uh, use it because uh, it gets too hard, and you got to warm up your, your batteries. Too hard. Yeah, my, I hate when my caulk gets too hard, dude. Nothing, nothing <laughs> flows, nothing shoots out, nothing. Um, uh, unless we're using like a full silicone, you know, because this full silicone caulk, I mean, it's, uh, it's always, it's always fine. <laughs> yeah, that's that's good. That's what you pay for. Uh, um, but, uh, yeah, I got to warm up the batteries and, uh, on the cordless tools all the time, bring them in at night. It's so, it's like all these annoying things. Uh, the truck always breaks. Some truck always breaks when it's cold. It's, it's just life, but yeah. yeah. Uh, so, and, uh, and I'm sitting in the studio in my garage in my wife's car and staring at, uh, two GLTC cars that both need work and it's just a lot, a lot of stuff going on, so. You got your car, and then you've got Dan. Is that right? Yeah, my uh, Dan the sedan is currently residing underneath my car on the lift. So, um, so uh, yeah. something maybe this is a, uh, an administrative item, but something I fielded recently is, you know, with the Grid Life schedule being announced, several right. people have asked if uh, if Grid Life Time Attack is going to be happening uh, that weekend as well, and what, uh, probably it's a. Yeah, it's probably important for, okay. for people to know that we're doing, Gridlife is doing the GLTC portion of that weekend only. Is yeah. that correct? Yeah, we're not doing any time attack. Our uh, our buddies at Superlap Battle uh, will be handling that side because that is literally what they are doing, what they rented the track for. So, uh, yeah, GLTC will be a support series for Superlap Battle at uh, Circuit of the Americas. What is, what is that, like mid-February, February 14, 15? Yeah, I think so. Which so. yep. probably means like some travel in an RV. That's my guess. And uh, uh, might m- might fly. Kind of depends on if I have a car that might be a car, but uh, and it sort of depends on the size of the field. Uh, if it turns out to be a real big field, uh, I'm going to be working that thing. But yeah, right. Um, um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. So it seems like uh, we're we're coming right up onto PRI. 
uh, right now. So I yeah, think about a week away. Uh, we're going to have a decent sized group at my house. Um, the Bens are going to stay with us. And I think uh, Kobe Shield is as well, which will be okay. like, I don't know, like seven to 10 people, something like that. So um, the, uh, the, 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 the Bens from Gears and Gasoline and I get to have like a pillow and tickle fight. It's going to be sick. Yeah. And we like finally get to record a show with them, which we've wanted to do for three years and never had time to do because when we're when we're in the same place, we're always busy doing work. Uh, and those dudes uh, at events, those dudes hustle more than anybody. Like they show yep. up, they show up like and immediately get out of the van that they rented, and uh, they are they are immediately filming as drivers are unloading. They're like already doing interviews. Uh, they're looking at looking at uh, the track if they haven't been there, like scoping out where they're going to do things. Uh, and then they wake up before everybody uh, and film some more. And then they edit all night and they put out teasers. And it, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, the they're, they're like they w- super, super busy. They're doing like five people's worth of work uh, with two to three people most of the time. So, yeah, there's no time for recording a podcast with them. So... Uh, that'll be fun, and I've got a, so I, I've got uh, I've got a couple shows planned uh, with people at the show uh, if it works out. Um, have you ever listened to the shows that we did with Jeff Braun? Um, yeah, years Jeff ago. Braun rules. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna connect with him someday sometime on Friday, probably Friday afternoon, Friday evening. If you're uh, if you're around, you're welcome to step in. Um, are you going to the, Are you going to the show or just going on Saturday? Or? Uh, yeah. So like I have. Um, I have a decent amount of vacation time left in my regular job. And okay. uh, normally I carry it over. Like I carry over one week's worth of time every year. Right. Um, but like, I don't think that I feel comfortable taking that extra week next year. So um, I think what I'm going to do is just like use all of it because last next year is the last year that we can carry over any. So I'll get oh, really? four weeks of vacation time anyway. And what we're talking about is the difference between like four and five. So mm-hmm. um, I've got vacation time to burn. I think I have eight days between now and Jeez. the end of the year. So Can like, you get paid for that instead? Uh, yeah, that'd be cool, right? So I think uh, <laughs> I think I'll probably end up, I'll end up going to the show most okay. days. I don't know when you're coming down. Uh, I think uh, Chris and I are planning on coming down either thir- Wednesday night or Thursday morning now. So I'm planning on mostly doing... Thursday, Friday, and then maybe okay. a little bit on Saturday. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, last be, year, uh, last year Saturday, Saturday was a little bit light because you know I went around and talked to um, a couple of people that do like transponder stuff and things like that. But yeah, um, for the that's going to be one show, focus for the yeah. We're 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 we're, uh, we're going to try to maybe invest a little bit in something transponder wise next year. That might be a focus. Uh, we'll see. Uh, and then a lot of tire companies and a lot of break companies and like contingency stuff. Uh, that's going to be my big project is talking to companies about potential grid life contingency. Uh, and then, yeah, generally just doing PRI things. PRI is always yeah. fun. I like PRI. I, I, to me, it's less overwhelming than SEMA. This is the first year at SEMA that I actually walked around the show a little bit. And there's too many, silly. there's too many halls. There's too many things. And there's too like too people. much stuff that I don't have interest in. So it was yeah, like, it was difficult crazy. to navigate and it was like, just, there's just too much. In the last two years, we've had to like set up crap for the game night Thursday and like a little bit Wednesday and clean it up on Friday. And like, 
that that kills that kills half of your two thirds of your SEMA show. Um, yeah, yeah. Like I don't think yeah, you and I, I have recorded together since uh, SEMA. No, I don't think we've. Uh, I, don't, I don't think I've recorded anything since SEMA. Or maybe I recorded. Like, did I record with the 190E guys uh, after that or before that? I don't remember. I don't remember. I think that might but, have been the the Saturday after SEMA, but. Yeah, uh, you I, did I, an I excellent I, job I, on the uh, the voice intro for our transition to Anchor at the beginning of the. Oh, year, that's so. true. That's true. What uh, what am I supposed to say? Go to anchor.fm slash hard to say Slip words. Angle dash show. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we might be transitioning to, or we are going to be transitioning to a new host uh, next year. And so, if you aren't getting new episodes, you're going to just have to. Basically, they just resubscribe to the same show, right? Pretty much, yeah. So, like, we'll have to have Austin do a little bit with iTunes to just basically tell iTunes that the show is in a new place. Um, okay. And then, like, Stitcher or whatever, a few a few things like that, just to make sure that everybody knows where the show is. And then after that, everything is supposed to be normal. But Hopefully. Uh, hopefully the, hopefully the you system, don't lose all of our friends. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> but... Uh, you know, it's supposed to give us some better analytics and like uh, keep track of you know where we're getting listenership and stuff like that. So it, it's probably a better fit. Yep. Plus, the website seems to be a lot more reliable than our current host. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, hey, whatever. I I I don't, I don't care where it's hosted. I just care that people listen and uh, and and make fun of me when they see me in real per- in real life because uh, well, uh, because of all my terrible yeah. flaws that are evident as hell on the podcast. <laughs> uh, well, yep. uh, we, we generate this content for free. So, mm-hmm. like, you you send your complaints, and I'll print them out, but I'll put them right in the shredder. Yeah, I'm not good at things. But, um, you were talking to me on Sunday or something about potentially going down to Barber uh, That's Motorsports right. Park. And that so, is, so from January my 11? house and 12, yep. And I, I, and I think it's like a decent-sized group. Like, uh, people have been paying attention to the attendance list, and there's, like, a lot of people we know going to it. It's a great test weekend for, like, upcoming events. And Yeah, uh, um, the, the group track. that's running it is the group that's running it is Just Track It, uh, and they are actually, uh, or he, the dude that owns it, uh, Nabil, um, he's buddies with Mike Taylor, who was just on the show, what, last weekend? Uh, yep. last week and sponsors Mike's Civic. Uh, so Mike, uh, Mike might actually be there too. I just talked to him, but oh, neat. Um, yeah, I've, I've met, a, I've met Nabil at Mike's wedding. I was, I was chasing, chasing him around AMP. So, uh, nice that dude. That sounds fun. Uh, so yeah, from so my house, we, it's, it's less than eight hours. And so like, you're planning on going for sure, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty confident that that's going to work. I'll just leave work at a reasonable time on Friday and drive down and yep. then, Hang out all weekend and drive back up on Sunday. Should be easy. Okay. Yeah, if I, I mean, have like, a car, I, I I would be tempted. I'm, de- I'm like I'm tempted to like tow down and drive it because I really want to drive that track. But I give it like a fifty fifty shot that I'll have a car that's in uh, in completed condition. But it's a goal. What you should do so. is just drive down to my house, and that way we can. Uh, that's like, what I would. Nor- that's what I would probably would- do. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe we should take your RV that you just had to fix. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> so uh, we we can save this for the other show. But in short, I park in like a secure parking lot that has twenty uh, four hour like uh, controlled access, and uh, there's like barbed wire and everything. But 
It's like a storage up. lot, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. yeah, it's like a, what do you call it? A storage locker facility that also parks RVs. Um, yeah. Just like a, a used like, store kind of place. Yeah, kind of. Um, and I parked with like the rear end of the car facing the interstate. So it's probably like 20 yards to the highway. You like, you, if you would get off on the shoulder and you would like walk down a hill and then you would, there would be a barbed wire fence and then there's my RV. Uh, before Thanksgiving, I get a call that uh, three RVs in the complex were vandalized. Presumably, someone just hopped or led, they like cut the fence, crawled under the RVs, and uh, cut out the cats, which yeah. is uh, super annoying and rude. Yeah, it's so rude. People and let me guess, yours was one of them. <laughs> That's right. And, of course, yeah. the criminals uh, knew what they were doing because there's security cameras all over the place, but... Uh, they avoided detection by just like crawling under the RVs uh, that were facing the highway. So, yeah, they like pretty annoying. Got, got in, stole all the stuff, and left. Yeah, and there's probably nothing that the storage lot does for you there. You're probably just like stuck going to the muffler shop, right? Well, like they apologized, but like, you know, I, I probably could have <laughs> tried sorry. hard. I mean, it's not their fault. They they provide security and a secure facility, and it's like, well, okay. I mean, thieves are doesn't just going like to be thieves. Yeah, it doesn't sound like they provided the perfect secure facility, but uh, yeah. I mean, it's it not Fort Knox, op- man. No, it's just an opportunity, and somebody saw it, and they sawzalled the shit out of your exhaust. So, And it was $482 to repair. It's actually and not a, that bad with a and cat. a few hours worth of time, which was annoying. It was probably like five yeah. hours worth of time, plus yeah. like driving to and from the stupid shop that would do it because you need a muffler place that has a lift big enough to crawl under your RV. And uh, yeah, my yeah. my twenty nine footer happened to be just too long for them to close their door, which meant right. that while it was in their garage, the uh, the giant garage door was open. I bet they loved that. Yeah, it probably froze everybody out. Everyone was crabby, and they wanted you gone so bad. Yeah. So, did yeah, they did and, they cut it? Did they cut it like between the cat flanges, or they like chopped the header and chopped the exhaust, and everything needed to be rewelded? And uh, I'm pretty sure they we rewelded everything. So yeah, they didn't. The thieves didn't make it easy for you. Huh? No, no, no. Of course they wouldn't. Why do they care? Yeah. I was I was it. considering like uh, just writing something profane on the cat. That way, if someone ever does try and seal it again, at least they'll see that like I think that they're crappy people. Yeah, or or their mothers are. It could be their, their mother's, mother's a terrible too. cook. Yeah. <laughs> you get them, Abe. <laughs> man, so uh, that's that's brutal right there, man. Don't talk yeah. about their mothers that way. Um, yeah, I guess not a, not a lot of OEM catalytic converters nowadays or in the last 10 years, 15 years, uh, actually like have a flange on either side either. They're like part of the exhaust, you know, it's not a, like, it's not a super high common replacement item nowadays. So, um, yeah, but, um, yeah, the RV's sucks. like doing well. I've driven it a lot this year. I can't wait to take it back out next year. So, yeah, I haven't looked at mine in about a month. I need to go in and like. Uh, I'm going to tear the floor out, but, um, yeah, I've just been kind of, uh, I'm, I'm trying to play catch up at the day job because of like the 70 days or whatever we spent traveling this year. <laughs> and like terrible, I had, man. I had a big backlog of stuff to do. So, um, I'm probably three weeks away from like being caught up on the backlog. 
which will be nice because then I get to chill a little bit between Christmas and New Year's maybe and work on my race car. And yeah, we'll see. I've got, um, I I think I have a little bit of work to do on the Civic. Um, I'm, I'm going to describe it and it's not going to be very descriptive. Um, at low (laughs) speed, uh, at low speed, uh, when you turn the steering wheel, it feels like there's, I I don't want to call it like play because when you're driving, it feels tight. Um, but like there's just a little spot on center where it feels kind of loose and, uh, it's it's like a just a little catch, I guess, is the best thing that I can feel. I can feel it in the wheel. Um, right. And I, I guess I'm just going to assume that it's probably like a ball joint or a tie rod end. And Might it be. shouldn't be that hard to do, but I kind of just need to like get the gumption to do it because it's cold in my garage and I'm feeling lazy. Well, get uh, get yourself a little propane heater and some gloves. Well, no, I have and... one. I'm just, uh, you know... Just don't really feel like going out in the garage. No, I understand. I'm I'm in the garage right now, and I haven't spent a lot of time out here other than uh, for the past couple Sundays. Our garbage gets uh, picked up on Mondays. So on the past couple Sundays, I've been, like, out here just throwing things away. Um, oh, that sounds nice. I realized, yeah, I, I realized, like, a month ago um, that I basically built three cars in here and, like, didn't do anything except for, like, sweep the floor. And, uh, like a lot of crap had just kind of accumulated on the shelves and like, no, I have a lot of Evo crap still. And it's like, oh man, I got to get rid of this junk. Got to get rid of that stuff, man. I've been, so I've been selling stuff. I've been throwing things away, filling the dumpster every week. And, uh, uh, yeah. And now my garage is starting to look like I can actually do a project in it. Cause I've got to change the engine in the race car. Um, did I tell you what I, uh, what I uh, bought it hasn't arrived yet, but I tell you what I bought. No, you didn't. We don't so, talk anymore. Um, it's really sad. We text all the t- we text every day, Abe. <laughs> I miss so, you so much. Um, it hurts sometimes. I know, man. What are you gonna do? Uh, so when I was eighteen um, and I bought my first Honda Civic, uh, the thing in the world that I wanted to do like more than anything was put a Jackson supercharger on it. Cool, because um, that that was like that was like the first uh, like easy accessible like uh, forced induction that you could do, um, and it was still pretty common uh, on the eighty eight to ninety ones because it was only like a yeah, when I was eighteen it was they were they 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 only came out like six or eight years before then the they, the first ones were produced in ninety five. Um, and so it's like a little roots blower. It's a, an M45, like a just a small little Eaton supercharger. And they, they're not, they don't make crazy power or anything. Um, but I've always wanted one, like a lot. And uh, GLTC uh, would be the perfect place to do one if you could keep the intake air temperatures cool for 15 minutes on one of them things, which they're not known sure. to do. Because it's sure. a roots supercharger. They just make heat, right? Um, it's a heat machine. So, so it's yeah, it's good for like a quick drag drag pull, but uh, and and you know two laps in the thing is making two hundred fifty degree intake air temperatures. Um, but so I bought one, uh, which is which is going to be fun. <laughs> uh, it turns out they're really reasonable nowadays. <laughs> Your life is um, full of bad decisions. You're well, like they're, they're, you're they're like really man cheap. single like, cam D series for life, <laughs> and you've had horrible luck in the last couple of years with that. 
And no, now I you're, you're going. I've, I've only been driving it for. Uh, I only drove it like four events, and the engine was great until a valve broke in half. But and it was an aftermarket valve. Um, but one of our listeners, uh, Scott uh, from uh, San Francisco area, I believe he's in San Francisco, Scott Malloy, he he uh, he's an old D series dork, and he he, <laughs> he sent me I, when I posted a picture that my engine had broken. Uh, he sent me a link to a $200 Jackson supercharger. So I picked it up, um, and, uh, and then I bought the rebuild kit for it, which is like bearings and oil and seals and stuff. Um, and it was missing the, there's like a, it's like a, a pulley system that like, uh, it's got like a couple of idler pulleys and it like mounts the alternator. And that's like how the, the belt runs to the Jackson blower. Uh, it was missing that part. Which is like, how am I ever going to find that? Um, and so I texted Oscar Jackson, and I'm like, you you don't have any parts for any of these things anymore, right? And he said, no, we haven't had anything for ten years. Um, and uh, and then I found a Facebook group for for Jackson Racing Superchargers, and like put a want to buy. <laughs> I put you a want dork. to buy. Yeah, like there's like a big Facebook group for these things. I put a want to buy, and uh, within like 10 minutes, somebody's like, oh, I make a steel one, and it's better than the aluminum one. Give me a couple weeks. I'll produce you one. Cool. Uh, so, <laughs> And I bought the better pulleys with like the higher lip on them and uh, so you don't toss the belts so fast. So I got most of the stuff for that. And uh, and I'm, st- I'm only like 350 bucks into this thing. Um, and or 450 bucks into this thing with shipping. Well, how much is the and, new motor going to be? Uh, that, that was free. <laughs> you got a new motor for free? Yeah, I got two for free, actually. Um, yeah, uh, I, I have to do work for one of them. The one I'm going to use, uh, Levi Brown had an old beater uh, Civic, and it was the same engine that I had in the car, just factory. It was a JDM D15B, which is a single cam VTEC. Um, and the the Civic got the Civic wagon got so rotted out that he wasn't using it, and he's like, "You just you want to take this, and then like someday you can help me do a roll cage." And I, I said, "Sure." So someday I have to help Levi do a roll cage. <laughs> it's probably um, a good idea for him anyway. So, yeah, we're we're gonna part out. He's got a roll cage in the back half, but we're uh, we're we're probably gonna do a simple um, full roll cage in the car this spring. Uh-huh. Um, and. Uh, he he's he's kind of weighing his options like if if gltc is a thing uh for him or if like going to street mod is a thing if he like puts carpet back in or whatever and he could so, go all the way to street if he wanted to he could with a k20 uh he would just have to basically put an interior in the car yeah that'd be um, neat. and he could put what 285 front tires on that thing yeah yeah, he'd have to flare the snot out of the car. Levi, I do I do have a set of flares, so if you want to put giant flares on the car, uh, run it. <laughs> could be fun. Um, but so I gotta I gotta get that uh, wagon. Uh, Mikey from the Ramblers picked it up and brought it to Chicago, but now I gotta go get it from Mikey's house and take that engine out and then put the engine in the car. But first, I gotta mock up the supercharger setup and all that jazz. But um, not the same so. Mikey, but I saw that uh, uh, Mikey from TF sold the RSX, which kind of makes me sad. That car yeah, was so he, rad for like it was so fast one day. Yeah, for for Honda Meet two years ago, it was so fast. It was a thirty-eight on a like street tire basic basic car. It's awesome. Yeah, like a high compression, decent cams RSX build with a K twenty-four. And he ran a 38 at Gingerman, and that's really rowdy fast on street tires. But it was like a street class car at the time. Yeah, 
Um, and it, or, like I thought he was going to set the world on fire, and then he just went to town like doing other stuff, and it just never never came back together the way it would have liked. Yeah, he broke a trans, I think, at Road Atlanta. Uh, he blew an engine at Gingerman, I think. Uh, one well, of I think it was because he was trying line. to make like 600 horsepower with the setup. Yeah, he had, like, he had well, turboed it. That's so. silly. Yep. But anyway, yeah, so I got to get that engine from other Mikey and then mock up the supercharger setup, and I'm going to do an intercooler uh, setup on it. You can, you can get these little things called Laminova cores. Have you ever heard of those? Uh-uh. So it's like a, uh, they use them a lot, like in MoCal sells oil coolers that use them and stuff. It's, uh, it's like a tube with fins all over it, and you flow the water through the tube, and then you flow either your air or your oil like around the tube, um, and they are really efficient, like uh, air-to-water or uh, oil-to-water uh, intercooler cores. Um, and so basically, if people uh, LHT Performance in Florida modifies Jackson blowers and puts these things in the blower manifold. Because um, the Jackson blower, like you, you eliminate the factory intake manifold, you bolt on this like big old intake manifold, and then the supercharger hangs below it. Um, and uh, so you can't really even see the blower, but it's down there. Uh, so people cut the LHT and some other people. Richard from England actually modified a B-Series one and did it himself. So he, he's like, oh, mate, you could do it. No problem. And uh, um, We so miss gotta, you, Richard. Gotta, we hope you're listening. <laughs> uh, he listens every week. He usually texts me after he listens uh, and, and tells me something I said wrong or whatever. Well, we but, should also probably um, credit Richard for doing the, uh, the ending the credits outro. for the Slip Angle show. So Yeah, he does the outro. But, uh, so, yeah, you cut the top of the intake manifold off, and you drop these Laminova cores in somehow, and then you just, like, weld it all back together. Uh, and then, then it doesn't make crazy intake temps if you keep those things cool. So, um, yeah, so I got a plan. Uh, it, it'll be a fun project, and it's not like I'm not looking. I'm actually going to run the blower slower than Jackson did from the factory because my ATI crank pulley is smaller. Oh, yeah, um, that makes sense. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run it a little bit slower, but I only want to make like 160 wheel. Uh, but it'll make like a lot more torque than a 160 wheel horsepower D-series should. So... I think it'll be a, a fun setup, and I just I really want to have that supercharger whine, you know. Sounds I'm, uh, very race car. I'm kind of stoked about it, but it, I actually it might really miss the like sound of uh, Swenson's supercharger from last year. I thought that was the like it was a badass sounding car last year. Yeah, yeah, supercharger whine is cool, man. So we used to have an instructor that drove with us, uh, Sam Koss, that uh, he's got a Miata now. Um, but he used to have a Jackson made a, a supercharger setup for Civics like yours. Uh-huh. Um, and he had a Civic SI, uh, same gen as yours. And it had uh, he had like a it was intercooled and stuff, but he, it was like a big boost pulley and all kinds of crap. And the thing made so much supercharger whine. Uh, like you couldn't even hear the exhaust note. All you heard was weep. <laughs> it was it was rad. It was, uh, I, uh, it was really cool. So. Like it, it's really hard for me to describe how much I love my Civic. Like it's just it's just it's so good. It, it's, Hi, it's for for people who don't remember. It's a what year is it? Oh eight. It's an oh eight. Mugen Mugen SI. So it's the blue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's and a good it blue like. Too. Uh, I don't know. The the intake sounds good when you step on it. And like uh, uh, Mikey kind of um, 
just like e-tuned it. So we we did a few pulls and he made a couple of adjustments. And so now VTEC comes in at okay. like, I don't know, 4,500 or something. So it's it's just fun. It sounds yeah. good and it's fun. And it's, like, it's that's a way great little cheaper. Like cheap daily. Yeah. yeah. Great cheap daily. And, uh, and I was talking with Dewey about it because he was shopping for fits. And then he realized that you yeah. can buy an 8th Gen SI for the same price. Just do that. Yeah. yeah. It uh, and and like they're they still feel like relatively new cars. They don't feel old to me, but I also don't Not, know what a new car feels like. Well, like uh, from I guess from my perspective, the only thing on it that's like modern is that it has um, like uh, tire pressure sensors. That's yeah. like everything else feels like a old, you know, high school college your car to me which is like yeah, it's just yeah. a car you just drive it and if you compare but that to like but, driving but the they're Jeep not before, like junky you know they're not no, junky not at all. though <laughs> <laughs> that's um, what i mean by by old but when i when i think of old i think of like 88 to 91 civics that have that are like three hundred thousand mile cars mm. and they're like literally junky cars but they're like fun and great but they're junk <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I mean, I don't know K motors all that well, but I'm curious, like it's got about 120 on it. I'm yeah. curious, like when mechanical things are really going to start breaking. There's a few little things that seem to go wrong on those like TPS sensors and like timing chain, uh, stuff sometimes, but I got a buddy with a TSX, um, uh, who, who I, I used to race SCCA with him. He raced at uh, GLTC at Midwest festival, Tom lamb, um, he has a TSX that I th- I want to say it has like three hundred and fifty thousand miles on it. Um, okay, a lot of a lot of highway miles, but uh, it's never had like anything ever go wrong, like nothing ever. I think it needed an that alternator. That sounds like the last Yeah, like last year it needed an alternator or something, and uh, while he was in there, he had somebody do the timing chain. I think uh, just because it was like it, it, he th- he thought it was really old, <laughs> and they said it was fine. So. Well, um, that that's pretty rad. Yeah, I uh, they're, they're pretty reliable I am engines. Strongly considering putting a TSX motor in the Civic, just for fun. Yeah. Like, I was talking with Andy from what is it AS Motorsports? Uh, ASM. Yeah. He's kind of like leading the charge on uh, uh, K swaps into everything, and he's like. Yeah, we could do it for pretty cheap. You want to do it? We can just get one of those motors and throw it in. It's like no big thing. They sold so many TSXs, dude, and then they sold a ton of those engines in Japan too. So there's a lot of them coming from Japan, like uh, JDM Accords and whatever they used to call them in Japan. They sold a lot of that that style K24. Um, yeah, and uh, they're people are putting them in everything. And the cool thing about them too is like. If you, if you do the, the good cam gear, uh, you can make a lot of power. Even with factory cams, you can make, like, I want to say, like, 225, 230. Um, and people are making, like, 250 wheel on, uh, on, on like, the, the small drop-in cams. You do that, you do that good intake like manifold. That sounds like so much fun. Yeah, that's a 300-horsepower crank car, and uh, it's still basically a factory Acura. You just put good bolt-ons and, like, a good intake manifold and throttle body on it. And like they make real power, but that sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, it uh, uh, it would still probably be a really good daily driver too. I mean, 
rent a car for a week while he does it, you know, and uh, go up and get it. It'd probably be like a perfect daily driver still. Yeah, that actually is not a bad idea. Just drive the car up there, rent a car yeah. there, and then when <laughs> yeah. the car is done, just drive go up it and get back. It. Yeah, <laughs> um, that'd be rad. It it would. Uh, I, I would. I would put some. I would put some time on the the K twenty. But you could probably sell the K twenty for what the K twenty four would cost too. But, yeah, maybe. Uh, um, there's a lot of market for K twenty still. Yeah, I guess I kind of just thought like, you know, you get that car to make just a little bit more power than factory. And now you have something that's like kind of Mugen Mugen special because previously it was just like a factory SI with some bodywork and some wheels. And it's like, well, yeah. I mean, that's like fine, but it'd be cooler if it was cooler. And, and it's not like you have a 20,000 mile one that's going to be worth you know, it's not going to be a bring a trailer car someday. Like if you just keep it nice, it'll always be worth probably what you have into it. But and maybe um, I should go see um, um, Al's Auto Body and have them like clean up stuff on the front because like, yeah, yeah. the paint's not perfect, but uh, those guys are pretty good at that stuff, too. So you know, maybe we can. Yeah, we, uh, have, we have friends that do everything now, right? Yeah, it's actually really awesome. Yeah. So the the only thing right. that I am sad about is I would take anything that I own to Andy. The problem is he's seven hours away from me. Yeah, Minnesota and Wisconsin are so far from Indianapolis. He's he's in Stevens Point with the new place, right? Right yep. near Stevens Point. Yeah, and uh, things are things are going well. I know that he and Alex are uh, they're they're still doing development on the S two, and Andy has done a ton of work on the TTRS. And uh, Pete's car, the M3, is on another planet, and I'm yeah. calling it now. If, Pete's de- uh, if Pete decides to run track mod, that may be the car driver combo to beat. Yeah, so, so Pete Collins, from uh, he's, he's from up there in Wisconsin, right? Yep. Uh, he's got this E46 M3, and uh, I think with an LS7 Factory swap. or somebody did a beautiful wide body on it, an arrow. Yeah. Yep. And it's like unlimited car arrow. And it's got yeah, it's got I think that's from LS seven performance in Chicago. Oh yeah, it was, it was somebody down here. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, and beautiful then, work. Like it, it's like it's like really nicely done um, track mod or, or like lighter unlimited car like arrow. Um, and Andy's Andy's like fought the battles of LS swaps, and they finally sounds like they finally have a really reliable uh, LS seven in there. Is it LS seven? And as yeah. Yeah, and as far as I know, I think there's a sequential in it now, and uh, or there was it, he had one at least. He does also have air jacks, which I think are the coolest. I'm I'm right now. I'm looking at my piece of steel that I just got from my buddy Talkow. Um, so I've been looking for this this weird piece of steel tubing, this two and a half inch inside diameter, like thicker wall piece of steel tubing. I couldn't find it anywhere. But um, I needed a three-foot chunk so I could cut it into three one-foot chunks and, uh, and then weld them into my car for my air jacks. <laughs> so, nice. Uh, so I, uh, Eddie from Auto Assets got me a set of used air jacks for really cheap last year, and I can't wait to put them in my car. I can't wait to see uh, uh, more cars with, air, with cheap used air jacks. <laughs> Everybody at uh, Gridlife is going to have a, a nitrogen bottle just rolling around. Uh, um, I think I think Ed and Derek are staying with us also, so we should have a little party going. Oh man, we're gonna 
going to be uh, one annoyed Ashley Schmucker uh, on Saturday. Well, uh, <laughs> this year, the, the, the weekend for PRI moved, so it's not on her birthday, which is okay. like very considerate of them because normally we just have people like all up in our area for, for her birthday, and I'm sure she loves that. What, it, what does she feel uh, when you invite all your friends over and then like your friends start inviting friends over? Like, How does Ashley take that? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. We have, uh, we've got a lot of space here. We might as well use it. What's, what's the point of having the space if like no one's welcome, you know? She hasn't complained very much? No. This is like the third so. year that I've stayed at your house. Yeah. Uh, I didn't hear anything from Matt Williams. So, uh, Matt Williams, if you're listening, if you're staying at my house, you should probably tell me. I, I tried to get him a pass. Um, I couldn't, but I know we can get him in. That's what I told him. But um, How did he go last year? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He showed up, and his name might have been Promoter Ravi. <laughs> oh yeah, so He's, Promo was only uh, he, able to go like one day, and he gave us Promo. Promo gave us his pass for Matt. But yeah, anyway, well, I think we're about one show into this thing. I gotta go hang Christmas lights and eat dinner with the girls. So yeah, I gotta yeah. watch basketball, and apparently, I have to hang Christmas lights too. Which like, why do you have to watch basketball? Somebody making you do that? That sounds terrible. Eh, well, we're gonna watch basketball while the while we're hanging Christmas lights. So uh I'm not a I'm not like, a basketball watcher. But I'm not the most festive person, but I'm doing my best to like not like visually appear like I hate it. Yeah. Um, no, that's that's always like that's always my goal around this time of year is cause Sarah is so festive and I am just not festive at all. No, not at all. And what's uh What's disappointing is uh, we just had Thanksgiving. We hosted Thanksgiving for like Ashley's family. Um, okay. And as soon as Thanksgiving was over, Ashley was like, okay, well, I'm hosting this year's Christmas party for work. So let's get out all the Christmas shit and let's start decorating. And I was like, man, that's intense. Why didn't she uh, pull the stuff out on Thanksgiving night and like let all of her family help? I mean, well, it sounds like yeah, we, sounds we like moved a lot of it, right but there. like. Now you got to decorate, man. No, it's a job. Gotta be, gotta we, when I was a kid, my mom, so my parents live in like a, just a big two-story house uh, and in the basement underneath the stairs, and it's probably, you know, tw- 15, 20 feet deep and the full height of the basement and five feet wide. And my mom would have the entire staircase, like the closet under the staircase was like Jenga press fit like full of Christmas boxes and bins and everything for decorations. Oh uh, yeah. My, my mom would literally take like a week off of like life uh, and all the bins would come out and, uh, and she would turn it into like Christmas, Christmas Dutch mom paradise, uh, which is like, <laughs> which is like Christmas Dutch dad hell. Uh, and so like, so, so I don't have like a lot of positive memories from that time. <laughs> Uh, I, I have a lot of memories of like my dad kicking uh, plastic bins because they he couldn't walk in the door and then like teaching me a new swear word <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> nice. I remember growing yeah. up, my brother and I used to fight when we would decorate the Christmas tree and my mom would always scream at us that we're ruining Christmas. And like yeah. that, that's a, that's kind of a, a ridiculous thing to say. Um, but yeah. she meant it like she definitely meant it. And I think in part it's like, <laughs> Well, that's that just sets the tone for the attitude for the rest of my life. It's uh, yeah, yeah. 
I, I, all all <laughs> all those all those like negative experiences that impacted me. Uh, now I remember them. And I'm like, man, I gotta I gotta like not be a dick because I don't want to ruin Emma's like perception of holidays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, yeah. Uh, yeah, all those things you think about when you hit, when you're influencing a, another generation of of stupid people. But now, is she festive? No, uh, she loves it. She thinks it's the greatest thing in the world. So. Now, she do you like? Do you I, take her up I to just the city so home. that you can ride the Christmas train? Oh yeah, oh yeah. She just walked home from Grandma's house across the street, and she was like over there. She's only five, and she was like setting up Grandma's Christmas decorations. Oh, that's uh, nice. So, so she's the most stoked about Christmas ever. But. Man, Anywho. I can't believe she's well, five. Yeah, she's like a. I remember when you put her on the radio and Gingerman, like on the on the microphone, when she was yeah. like two. Uh, probably now three, she's like yeah, going to be able to make ago. like real announcements because she's like a normal I think, person. Uh, well, her voice is still about the same, and now she's like slightly more uncontrollable. So it might not be the best idea right now. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, all right. Well, I will. Uh, I'll send this show over to you, and you can host it, buddy. We uh, all right. Well, uh, I'll see you at PRI next week. Yeah, man. We appreciate all For, you people uh, listening. Oh, uh, someone asked me. I don't know that have we announced this. Are we doing like one of those uh, like time attack all meeting things like we did last year? Uh, we have a space reserved. Um, Hayward reserved a. Uh, a room and I think we're going to use it for something. Uh, that was part of a call that I have with Sean and Chris today. We don't quite know what we want to announce, but I know you and I need to spend some time Nerd this week and next week, uh, doing rules finalization and like hosting the brand brandy newest rules. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, I think we're pretty, you and I are pretty close on everything. We got to basically go over everything a couple more times and language changes and stuff like that. But, uh, um, we don't have a ton to announce. We might have something to announce uh, in conjunction with one, an, another one of the NATA groups, but that's still TBD. So um, TBD, yeah, TBD. Anyway, all right, buddy. We'll uh, we'll all talk right. to you soon, man. Thanks, thanks everybody. See you and, later. Uh, rate rate and review us on all your things or don't or whatever. So. And remember that the show is going to be on Anchor at the beginning of the year. So if you don't know about Anchor, you should because Anchor is very cool. It, uh, it is a cool podcast host. Could be, uh, could be slightly more reliable as well. So we'll, uh, we'll talk to you from there soon. Cool. See you, See buddy. Slip Angle was created by Austin Cabot and Adam Jubay, co-hosted by Derek Yarbrough and production by Abram Schmucker, who mixes all of our terrible audio. If you like the show, please rate us and review us on iTunes and come and find us in the pits at a grid live to say hello. Hello.